Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we check in with Kelly Moore after day one of Winnipeg Jets training camp and also talk to Daryl Fordyce ahead of Valor FC's big match against York United on Friday. That's all coming up on the podcast. Kelly Moore, let's just start with this. What was the general vibe you got from the players talking to them on day one? Enthusiasm. I I don't know that you could describe it any other way, Christian. And you know what? Last night you and I talked on this show and you asked me, you know, how I thought camp would go. I thought there'd be, you know, a lot of teaching and a lot of, you know, stopping and going over drills and that sort of thing. And you, you know, you had suggested, well, you know, what about the pace? What about the pace? Well, you were a lot more right a lot more correct than I was. <laughs> they they went at it. They went at it hard. Now, that's not to say that the coaches didn't take uh, opportunities uh, during stoppages and downtime uh, to do some coaching and to do some teaching. Uh, but uh, holy smokers, I'll tell you, it was, it. those were two workouts with no shortage of pace. This is a skating team. Uh, you know, the, the players feel that. Rick Boda certainly talked about that. And it's clear uh, that uh, this uh, uh, aggressive pressure that they want to play with this year, they want to take advantage of their ability to skate. In talking to the players, we've played uh, just about all the audio so far. Your one-on-one with Sam Ghani is coming up later on the show, but everything else has, has been played to this point. Did you sense more or less what we thought we'd hear from players on day one of a training camp? Optimism, talking yeah. about why they're looking forward to the season. Yeah, I, I think the you know the time for talking about last year is over, Christian. I really do, and that's not uh, you know uh, certainly uh, you know from from my perspective. I think that's from their perspective. They you know Josh Morrissey. I'm sure you played that clip of him where you know we've uh, talked to we're blue in the face last year about all the things that went wrong what we didn't accomplish what we didn't achieve uh, i think they're they're ready to move on and i don't know that anybody exemplified the enthusiasm more than mark shafley christian if you took some of the clips from his media availability with us today and played them against some of the comments that he made on may 1st uh, you couldn't execute a better U-turn on Portage Avenue at rush hour. Well, and they need Mark Shifley to be one of the the leaders, right? He's he's got a an A on his jersey, and he's been one of their highest had, point producers on, on offense. On <laughs> if, if he can be part of the buy-in process and start playing some better defense while not sacrificing too much offense, boy, that would be huge for this team. Oh, for sure it would, uh, and, and and it's clear that uh, he is really excited. Uh, about, uh, you know, what he thinks is in store. I mean, it's one thing to be excited on day one or even day five for that matter. Uh, but, you know, come January and February, are you in the playoff race? Are you performing these things uh, that the coaching staff has been asking of you? You know, that'll be when the, the rubber hits the road, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, you're right, though. Uh, if the Winnipeg Jets are going to be successful uh, – a lot of the roads will lead through Mark Shifley, whether you agree or not. And he, he, he certainly played like a player last year that was confused, that didn't buy into the direction that the uh, previous coaching regime uh, was trying to go with. That was clear. Uh, you know, we, we saw, I've never seen Mark Shifley appear 
to be so disinterested as he was at times last year. So it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, how much stock he can put in the preseason. Uh, but, uh, you know, this, this is a club that, that has a lot to prove. Uh, and certainly Rick Bonus made it very clear today, uh, Christian, that, you know, he said, it, he, and he said this a couple times, uh, you know, uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, this team didn't make the playoffs. That's how he always starts it. This team did not make the playoffs. So everything is, is off the table. Uh, everything is, or I guess, you know, there, there are no givens here. Whether you're a veteran or whether you're a guy that's uh, in the middle of a long-term contract, it doesn't matter a lick uh, to Rick Bonus and his coaching staff. Uh, you know, going into this training camp, everybody has to prove what they can do. And based on what we saw, and to a certain extent heard today, we didn't talk to the second group uh, because uh, we uh, we wanted to hear from Rick Bonus instead. Uh, we'll talk to you know people like Adam Lowry and like Pierre Luc Dubois and like Cole Perfetti and like Blake Wheeler and Neil Pionk tomorrow. But uh, uh, certainly uh, the players showed up. Uh, no one was going at half speed, Christian, and no one was saying, you know, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna work my way into this. This is my 10th or my ninth or eighth camp or whatever i i know what i have to do it was uh it was all out today for both groups is it too soon to say if somebody stood out to you on day one yeah i would say so although you know certainly that line of shifley connor and ehlers uh and and you're going to hear from sam gagne i had a, a opportunity to a visit with Sam uh, one-on-one uh, after the skate today. Uh, he was on a line with Dominic Toninato and David Gustafson. And when they were doing the five-on-five drills, that was the line matchup. So uh, we'll, we'll leave it for the discussion with Sam to uh, paint a better picture of, of just how uh, into it already that, and, and dare we say, that number one line uh, uh, approach things today. And, and, and the real interesting part about it, Christian, was Mark Shifley was as comfortable and as engaging uh, as, as he's been in a long, long time. And he even said himself, he says, I screwed up the first drill. You know, so we've got a lot to learn. And, and I, I know with that first group, uh, I was uh, uh, busy doing some, uh, uh, some other media hits on that, so I didn't get a chance to see all of the second group. But, boy, that first group today, Christian, like right from the get-go, uh, you know, if the, if the players were in a position where the forwards were having to do an offensive zone exit or a backtrack, I mean, those coaches were whacking their sticks on the ice like a mad beaver on ice. Uh, and it was just, it was all the time, just to remind the players, you know, once the play is coming out of the offensive zone, you've got to get back. Don't stand there and think, you know, that you're going to be able to break up the play or whatever. You, you've got to get back and you've got to check right away. And, and it was just, it was really interesting to see where the, the coaches just didn't let up, whether it was Brad Lauer, whether it was Scott O'Neill or Marty Johnston, or you know, Rick Bonus didn't do a lot of that. He did some, but uh, he left it up to his assistant coaches and his associate coach to, to take care of that part of it. But, uh, uh, I, I, I will be very interested to see that, uh, A, if there's the need 
to be reminding the players uh, to uh, to get back to uh, uh, to play this uh, new defensive system uh, after three or four days, or and if they're not doing it, uh, you know, if the coaches are just going to stay on them like a dog on a bone, and I kind of have a hunch that'll be the way that it is if that's the scenario that that, that plays out. I know it's only day one, but the line combinations we saw, could you see those being what we see on opening night? Yeah, you know, I kind of wondered if they were going to leave Pierre-Luc Dubois, Kyle Connor, and Cole Perfetti together. Uh, but as Rick Bonus and you played that clip, I think, Christian, where he explained, uh, you know, why they went with the forward combinations the way they did. It's very clear that I think they feel a little more comfortable uh, with the uh, with what they have on the blue line compared to what they have up front. And, you know, they, they, they remember we talked about this uh, uh, last night, I think it was, you know, how uh, the Dallas Stars played last year where they put their three best forwards basically on that one line with Rupe Hintz, Joe Pavelski, and Jason Robertson. And, and they've done that with Shifley, Ehlers, and Connor. Not that uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, Blake Wheeler, and Cole Perfetti are sliced bread or anything like that, but and it was kind of interesting too the way that uh, Rick Bonus explained it that he wanted Perfetti playing with a couple of big bodies. It is going to be interesting to see how things change over the course of the the next few weeks. Obviously, the defenseman today playing one veteran, one youngster, if you will, or one lesser experienced player, but that's day one. Any sense of what we're expecting on day two? I think they're going to probably keep things pretty much uh, the way that they were. They're going to scrimmage tomorrow at 11. Uh, Team Steen, which was the later group today, that's the Adam Lowry, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois group. They're going to skate first at 10 o'clock tomorrow, and then they're going to scrimmage at 11. And then Team Howarchuk, uh, you have the Shafley and uh, the uh, Sam Gagne group, uh, they'll skate afterwards. Um, we're going to have Rick Bonus on uh, tomorrow on the start, just after the 8 o'clock news. And uh, one of the th- uh, things I'm going to ask him about is the way the teams are constructed right now, Steen and Howarchuk, uh, is, is that kind of you know the, the lineups that we're going to see for the first two preseason games, Sunday night in Edmonton and then Tuesday night back here against Ottawa. Uh, because, you know, they, they basically you've got, you know, one extra goaltender, two extra defensemen, and a couple of extra forwards uh, on these teams. Now, they, there are a couple of injuries. Uh, I don't know if you shared that information or not, Christian, but uh, Kevin Sheveldayoff was telling us uh, earlier today uh, that uh, Wyatt, uh, oh, I, I, Bon Giovanni, uh, got nicked up in the uh, Young Stars Classic in Penticton. Uh, so he's going to be out, I think Kevin said, for about a week. Uh, and then Morgan Barron uh, suffered a uh, uh, what he called a minor upper body injury uh, in the uh, in the captain skates uh, before training camp and said he'd be out for a brief period. Now, uh, Dominic DiVincentis did not participate in either of the sessions, uh, but they only wanted to have... I think uh, a certain number of goaltenders uh, for these sessions. So Devin Chentis is in camp and he worked on his own with Wade Flaherty, but he'll probably merge into one of the groups tomorrow, uh, certainly for that uh, scrimmage, I would think. And, and lastly, Kelly, on that scrimmage, are you excited to watch it? Well, scrimmages are scrimmages. Uh, I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see uh, how, 
how which players are able to get a grasp on this defensive system quicker than others. Uh, that to me that'll be the the big thing. And you know the other thing that uh, that Rick Bonus uh, talked about, and I'm sure you played the clip earlier too, uh, was uh, his dissatisfaction uh, with the idea that a defense core that has the likes of Josh Morrissey and Neil Pionk and Nate Schmidt and and Dylan DeMello and whether it's Dylan Sandberg or Brendan Dillon, there's a lot of Dillons there, uh, you know, that they could only cobble together 24 goals among them. <laughs> you know, Rick Bonus uh, made no bones about it. Sorry for the sick pun. Uh, but he said, that's not good enough. Not nearly good enough. So one of the things I'm looking for in scrimmage tomorrow is how active the defensemen are going to be in the rush. And and Abona said that, uh, you know, with the way they want to do things, the forwards can't be taking their time thinking, oh, maybe I'll get back and cover, maybe I won't. It's going to, the onus is going to be on them. Their responsibility is going to be to play defense uh, because Bonus really believes that one of the things that the Jets can do a whole lot better is uh, take advantage of the skill that they do have on defense. Absolutely, Kelly. Appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and uh, look forward to hearing your updates tomorrow. All right, Mr. O'Bell. Tomorrow evening for Aller FC on the road at York United in a massive match as they continue to push for the franchise's first ever playoff spot. And here with me now is Daryl Fordyce of Valor FC. Daryl, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Christian. How are you? I'm doing well. How are things? Uh, you're in uh, Toronto now, right? Yeah, I just landed in the airport, so we're waiting on the bus here. And tell me, when you're on the flight the night before a game, are you thinking about the match? What's what's your mindset as you travel? Oh, no, I was watching some Netflix there on the plane. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't thinking about soccer at all. What were you watching? I was watching the new Jeffy Dammer thing that's up. Um, some drama. It wasn't very good, to be honest, but I managed to watch three episodes of it. Um, well, yeah, I'll probably, not, I'll probably not watch the rest of it. <laughs> Well, when you're on a plane, you you know, you, your standards lower a bit when you're looking for entertainment, right? As long as you pass the time. It's not a super long flight, so that's not yeah, too bad. It was the only thing I had downloaded on my phone. <laughs> so I, I needed some backup, and I didn't have anything else. You're stuck with it. That's okay. All right, well, let's talk soccer now uh, with the match coming up in just, uh, just under 24 hours' time. You got three matches left, two after this one. Are you thinking that every match is a must-win? Are you thinking, oh, my God, we got to win every match, or are you treating each one on its own? Um, we're treating each one on its own. You know, we, we have to pick up points for sure, and, and obviously the more wins we get, the, the better and the, the more chance we have of making the playoffs. So, yeah, tomorrow is a, is a very tough game. Uh, York's a good team. They've strengthened over the past month or two. Um, so it's going to be a very, very tough test for us. You've been playing really well at home of late. Road, the results haven't been coming quite as much. You've got only road matches left. Uh, so how different is Valor's style at home compared to on the road, or does it change? Um, well, since we've changed system over the, I think it's over our last five matches, four of them have been at home. Um, and the game that we went away to Halifax, we lost, but we actually played very well. 
um, and we lost to a penalty kick, one one zero. So since we've changed system, we've been we've been very good um, for those games have been at home. But uh, we have put in good performances, and and we'll just continue to build on it tomorrow night. What does York do well that you have to be aware of? And they attack well. You know, if you if you let the game open up, they can certainly hurt you. Uh, they have some good attacking players, so we have to be aware of that and, and defend well. Um, and then once we get the ball, we must keep the ball and, and work the ball well. You look at your schedule, there's been a lot of 1-0 games, some 1-1 games. There's not a lot of offense in, in Valor FC games when you guys are successful. Is that by design? Um, there actually is a, a bit of offense. It's more than, than what it looks from the stats. We're just you know, we're not hitting the target. Uh, we're missing some good chances as well. But again, we defend as a team and we attack as a team. And, you know, uh, we did win some 1-0 one, one games there. There was a few 1-1s. One um, but I felt we should have scored more goals in the end games. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, hitting the target and putting the ball in the back of the net. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time before we, we start scoring two, three goals a, a game. You're running out of time, though. This is third last match of the season, so are you hoping that begins tomorrow night? Yeah, that, it, it needs to be pretty soon, I guess. Um, you know, we've we've got York uh, tomorrow. We've got Calgary away next week, and you know, we it was this time last year we were away to Calgary, and we were the first team to score more than two goals away to Calgary. Uh, we scored four that time. You know, so. It just shows you that we're capable of scoring a lot of goals. But again, um, our objective is to score more goals than the other team, whether it's 1-0 or 2-1. So you've got York tomorrow. You've got Cavalry uh, in Calgary on October 2nd, and then you finish in Edmonton October 8th. Looking back to last year where you came up just short of the playoffs, how much does that drive you and the other players that were on that team last year that, that almost got that taste of the playoffs? Yeah, it drives us a lot. You know, um, we let ourselves down in the last game of the season away to Edmonton. Um, but it just showed you that we found ourselves 3-0 down that game uh, with 12 minutes to go. And, and we managed to score the game 3-3. Um, you know, so we, we always look back on that and, and just say to ourselves, what if? So that's what's driving us on this year. Um, it's, it's to get over that line this year. And, and uh, if we get into the playoffs, then it, it's all game on. Have you done the math looking at the standings to think, all right, we need to get this many points and we should be in? No, I haven't done the math. I just look at the next game as it comes. Um, I'm sure all the, the coaches have been counting up the tables and, and looking at fixers and things like that. But uh, the players, we just look at the, the next game and see what's in front of us. I guess the simplest thing to do would just be like, hey, we, we'll get nine points in the final three matches and we'll be good. Yeah, that will be ideal for sure. Um, I think if we got nine points, I think we would be be ideal for sure. Um, but again, we've we've got to take business or take care of business tomorrow night first and foremost. Do you scoreboard watch? Are you checking to see what other teams are doing right now in the season? Um, sort of had a little look uh, after our game last week um, on the Pacific game, Pacific and Fours, you know, because. We're sort of battling Pacific at the minute, um, around that fourth spot. Uh, yeah, so I had a little look last week, but again, uh, more so just focusing on ourselves and 
we have to look after ourselves and take care of, of our side of things. Well, Daryl, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and best of luck tomorrow in your match. Thank you, Christian. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places, I'd imagine. So farewell. Until we meet again. Come on and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect.